The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The Lord appointed 70 others and sent them on ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where himself intended to go. He said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go on your way. See, I'm sending you out like a lamb into the midst of wolves. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say peace to this house. And if someone of peace is there, your peace will rest on that person. But if not, it will return to you. Remain in the same house, eating and drinking whatever they provide. For the laborer deserves his wage. Do not move about from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and its people welcome you, eat what is said before you. Cure the sick who are there and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not welcome you, Go out into its streets and say, Even the dust of your town that cleans our feet will wipe off in protest against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God has come near. I tell you, on that day it will be more tolerable for Sodom than for that town. The seventh returned with joy, saying, Lord, in your name, even the demons submit to us. Jesus said to them, I watched Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. See, I have given you authority to tread on snakes and scorpions and overall the power the enemy, and nothing will hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice at this that the Spirit submits to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Alleluia, 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 Alleluia. In the Gospel reading, Jesus said, that the harvest is rich, but the laborers are few. Ask the Lord of harvest 
to send laborers into his harvest. I was reading an article that said since year 2000, 14 million colleagues have left the faith. Infant baptism dropped by 28%. Sacramental Catholic marriages dropped by 41%. What people do now, they gather with their friends at the beach and celebrate their marriage without the presence of a priest or a minister. Many young families are now without religion. God is placed on the side lines. The gospel describes a wider mission than the first mission of the twelve. The number 70 was symbolic to the Jews. It was the number of the elders who were chosen to help Moses in ministering to the people in the desert. It was also the number of the Sanhedrin, the Supreme Council of the Jews. If we relate this 70 to these bodies, it tells us that 70 means helpers of Jesus. Jesus needed more hands to help him in his ministry. It was also taken to be the number of the nations of the world at that point in time, which points to the universality of the mission of Jesus. Of course, we all know that salvation is for everyone. It cut across cultures and nations. Jesus gave them specific instructions on how to carry out their mission. This is because he wanted them to emphasize the urgency of the message. Therefore, they must travel light. They must not stop on the way to discuss about the weather, whether it is beautiful or not. They must impress on the people the seriousness of the message. And so, of course, it is not a holiday. So if they found out that the bread for the breakfast is hard or that no cheese or butter for the bread, they have to manage. In the second reading, St. Paul was talking about his mission. His mission was to cut the umbilical cord of the early Christians and the Jewish people. The whole tenor of his letter to Galatians was about the Jewish converts to Christianity. These people came down to Galatians and began to accuse Paul to be a heretic. They insisted that the ceremonial 
rituals and regulations of Judaism must be observed by everyone, including the Gentiles and, of course, the adults. St. Paul fought very hard to see that it is not necessarily because Christ has died. His death crushed out all the rituals and liberations which we are man-made over hundreds of years ago. So his mission was to free the Gentiles from this burden, from these outdated regulations that the Pharisees were trying to impose on the Gentiles. His mission is also to make Christians understand that sometimes the world will be crucified to them and them to the world. In other words, they might go against political correct of today. I shall get back to that later. To me, the Lord has assigned one portion of the vineyard. To others, he assigns other parts of the vineyard. Cardinal Newman said, God has created me to do for him some definite service. He committed some works to me which he has not committed to any individual. I have a mission. I should do his work and serve him in my calling. This applies to each one of us. Each one of us is precious in the sight of God and is created as part of his plan to carry out his mission in our own particular way and in our own circle. Sometimes that mission is very obvious, like the bishop, the priest, the vikings, the choir, the organist, the Knights of Columbus, the altar servers, and those who help us to clean the church, the visit the Paul, you can go on and name them. But there is also invisible part of mission. The mission we have as parents, as grandparents, to pass on the faith to next generation by word and example, to guide our younger children, nephews, cousins, to the way of Christ, to bring them to the church, to meet Jesus in the Eucharist, and to make our family, uh, to say family prayers, and of course, as Catholics, I think we are known by the rosary. I think we have to 
help them to understand the value of this rosary, the family prayer. We don't need to go to theological school or to be a priest for us to preach the gospel. The first reading talks about the city of Jerusalem as a mother. In Old Testament, the city of Jerusalem is personified as a mother who breastfeed her children. This is a symbol of the church. The church is a place where the faithful are fed and nourished with the word of God and sacraments, especially the sacrament of the Eucharist. And at the end of the Mass, the priest will say, Go in peace, for this Mass is ended, which implies go out and evangelize the society and evangelize the world. Sometimes it is part of our mission to go against the political correctness of our society. A good example is law about euthanasia and abortion. Two months ago, we had a march for life at the capital city, Ottawa. And on the other side of our march, we are those marching for death, marching against us. These were young girls between the ages of 16 and 20. What a precarious society we live. It is part of our mission to support organizations that promote life and social justice. Furthermore, Christ said to them, whatever house you enter, let your first word be peace to this house. If a man of peace is there, your peace will rest on him. If not, your peace will return to you. To be without peace is a foretest of hell. I think I experienced that sometimes. Peace is opposite of anxiety, restlessness, and loneliness, of which statistics said plague our society just like the pandemic. We are said to live in an age of unprecedented and great freedom, the freedom to reconstruct one's identity according to how one feels. But the important question is, in the midst of this purported freedom, why is peace in short supply? Have we the real idea of peace? Because I know we don't have the true idea of freedom. Truth is the gateway to be truly free. But for our society, true peace and freedom are found 
as long as I'm allowed to do what I want, and you are allowed to do what you want. This can never occur us through peace, because through peace is found in the truth. So the antidote to anxiety, restlessness, and loneliness is to ground our identity in divine truth. Some people are seeking peace by compromising the truth. When people compromise the truth, all they do is to shout, get aggressive, and cajole people into accepting the way, their way on the highway. We see some of these things in social media. However, no one can change the truth. What we can do is to seek the truth, follow it, obey it, and witness to it. Then we have through peace. Lord Jesus, I give you my hands to do your work. I give you my feet to go your way. I give you my tongue to speak your word. Above all, I give you my heart that you may love in me, your Father, and all humanity. Amen.